Wow. It, it, it actually had an effect on policy. So at the beginning of the pandemic, we all fell in love with Joe Exotic. Well, maybe you did. I fell in love with Carol Baskin. The Tiger King. Then we all got very, very sick of it and never wanted to hear about it again in our lives. Exactly. But this just happened. The U.S. House has passed the Big Cat Public Safety Act to prohibit public contact with big cats like tigers, lions, and leopards, as well as ban the possession of these animals as pets. Huh. So it's actually going to be illegal to have a pet tiger? I don't know if everybody who owned a pet tiger was either a completely crazy running an orgy or a meth addict, but at least everyone, cult. Per- <laughs> yeah, everyone portrayed in that show was doing it. Yeah, what are amputee uh, tweakers supposed to do for a living now? Carol Baskin was running a weird cult for profit. Joe right. Exotic was just some sort of gay meth fueled. I don't know what was going on there. And then you had that other dude, Doc Antle, <laughs> excellent, <laughs> attaboy, who was just trying to sex up young women. Right? That yeah, was his main much. thing. Yeah, it's funny. Delaney said at dinner the other night, my college kid is home now because of the vid. She said, you know, I think it's about time that we, maybe we rewatch Tiger King. <laughs> and Judy, my wife, says, no, no. That was funny. That was like a food you ate too much of, and now you even <laughs> smell it, you want to vomit. It really sick to my stomach, and actually, I threw up yesterday. Vomit like an Australian politician. Oh, sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> and effectively, it runs into the billions of people. All right, all right. That's part of Clips of the Week, so we yeah, don't want to... Uh... We're getting ahead of ourselves. Hey, I'll <laughs> hit you with this. This is a super serious story, and it's unfortunate that the world works this way, but for whatever reason... We were pretty interested in Hong Kong and its freedom there for a little while and following the news on a daily basis. Then, for whatever reason, we got uninterested as a country and as a media. It's worse now than it was then, yet it's getting no attention. They've had a terrible couple of weeks there in Hong Kong. There have now been 10,000 of these protesters just disappear. I mean, wow. they're, or, or, they're, or it's known where they are, but they're in mainland China jails you know, awaiting trial, which may never happen. Um, 10,000 of them have been taken off the streets. Ain't collectivism grand. All the leadership is gone. And according to um, uh, one person who was following it closely, the prospect of being whisked away to the mainland for trial and imprisonment imprisonment has changed the equation even for the most committed activists. Oh boy. So they're thinking the whole, you're willing to get in the streets and, you know, whether this storm thing is probably over. Wow, China did wow. what its goal was to do, take out the leadership and actually lock up enough of these people where you think, you know, it's it's a losing battle. Yeah. Do I want to yeah. spend the rest of my life in prison? Oh, and that Boy, amazing some of those people are just such patriots. I mean, they are so courageous in a way that you and I, we, we will never be tested in that way. Probably in the United States, these people stood up. They stood up against, you know, the, the redcoats and they got shot down in the square. You know, will they be remembered? And, uh, you know, so Hong Kong's gone and uh, Thailand's next. Taiwan's next. I mean, well, uh, on a lighter note, because everything's a lighter note. Let's take a fond look back at the week that was its cow clips of the week. Like two of my uncles fighting at the barbecue. (laughs) Here it goes. So, yes, folks, we thaw our turkey in the pool. Yesterday, on Saturday, he slipped and twisted his ankle while playing with his dog, uh, Major. The default position 
should be to try as best as possible within reason to keep the children in school or to get them back to school. These documents, a rare, clear and open window into what China knew all along. Trying to appear in control while a local outbreak turned into a global pandemic. It's a bit of magical thinking on everyone's part to think that at any restaurant anywhere, the server keeps a six-foot distance from the table where he or she is taking an order. So the servers are not protected from us. This is what you get when you leave the National Party in charge of water, dead fish, a massive stink. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Poor bastard. I hope he survives. <laughs> imagine BTS with even more discipline and training. Mr. <laughs> President-elect, how does your foot feel? How's your foot? It's going to be a very boring four years. And everybody has to be aware of that and, and we need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to, to keep the numbers down. Her alma mater, I am not just reading her Wikipedia off. That would be awful. Okay, I am. Yeah, the vaccine seems like a winner. Five out of five Russian doctors recommend it if they know what's good for them. To be bluntly honest, man, I'm really disappointed in our performance tonight. People really want to watch next year's biggest hit, someone else's doctor's appointment. Turn your head for justice. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of clips deserve a little comment. First of all, what was that? The one, the foreign guy mumbling, and then it sounded like low pitched drums. That was uh, the the second monolith being found. Remember the monolith stuff? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, a third one was found this this week in California, but uh, I'm still yeah. I'm not paying attention because I'm no. almost. This is some sort of marketing yeah. thing of a TV show or something, or a gadget that's going to be on sale for Christmas or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, second, it's thing not is, aliens that have invaded and are trying to communicate with us. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, I'd also like to point out the adolescent female or whatever she was shouting fawningly at old Joe Biden, Mister Mister President Elect, how's your foot? How's your foot? That's the watchdog of the American people right there. Oh, speaking of watchdogs, this one with teeth. We ought to get to uh, some of the Tucker clips that we grabbed from last night's show uh, where he's talking about uh, that absolute overeducated, underwise Eric Garcetti, mayor of Los Angeles, among other things. Uh, what else was I had to trot for? We've got to get to there's some breaking news with Nancy Pelosi, but I haven't heard it yet. Hanson, maybe you can get on that. Um, she she did a back and forth with reporters in which she, she got apparently... hit by a bucket of water and it's melted. <laughs> Nothing there but her hat. House landed on her sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, apparently, Nancy Pelosi got into a back and forth with a couple of reporters who dared to ask about, you know, why didn't you do this coronavirus relief before? Yes. Um, I have one quote, but I haven't heard it. So, you know, sometimes this is oversold. Sometimes, lots of times um, that, you know, somebody cracked back or you know got into it with and then you listen they to owned it, her and it's not much yeah um asked why she uh, my screen capture didn't work can you just read it there for me sean uh give me one second pull it back yeah up. you might stand find this it. angering stand by everybody 
I want to get more uh, into that lawsuit against schools staying closed by uh, parents. Uh, some of the some of the quotes from the government spokesholes will make you look for your axe handle and your bandana and take to the streets. Asked why she is on board with an apparently smaller coronavirus package, Speaker Pelosi cites the game changer of vaccine development and Biden's election. That's okay now because we have a new president, a president who recognizes we need to depend on science. What? Yeah, so I don't know what that answer means. That's the person third in line to the presidency? I need to hear that in context. Good morning. (laughs) Sunday morning. Oh, God. I'll need to hear that in context to see if it's as maddening as it sounds like it might be. It's Friday summer. I might have to drink to listen to that stuff. Friday most places. Mika Brzezinski scolds Joe Scarborough over mask mockery. I'm done with being polite. Was she mad at him? Uh-oh, cracks appearing in the facade there. That Scar- exciting news celebrity marriage. <laughs> Has Scarborough been mocking the idea of masks? I don't know. He has or not. And his wife got mad? That'd be exciting. Chewed him out on the air. I'm so tired of you, Joe. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um lot to cram in, all right? Yeah, and our, and, our, and our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What's up with you? All that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, months ago, you said, I'm not going to accept half a loaf. I'm going to tell you something. Don't, don't characterize what we did before as a mistake, as a preface to your question, if you want an answer. That was not a mistake. It was a decision, and it has taken us to a place where we can do the right thing without other, shall we say, considerations in the legislation that we don't want. Now, that is it. Now, So who asked the question that got that started? That I don't know. Don't know. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, um, she understands the verbal game. She gets it. She's, she's. You know, I've, I've said this over and over again, and I'll continue to say it. My side has never had anybody as good as Nancy Pelosi at fighting for her cause. Well, what she's really good at is throwing out words and phrases in an adamant tone that sound like a defense, but they don't make full sense. And and so you end up just kind of discouraged and not sure what to ask next. It's bullcrap. Which is part words. of the game, yeah. Right, right. I tell One you, one of what, the best this... speakers yeah. the House of Representatives have ever had. Oh Lord! Speaker Nancy Pelosi, you go to hell for lying, Barack. Hey, this oh, is geez. the truth. <laughs> Buy some fine Armstrong and Getty gear for that special friend of Armstrong and Getty in your family. A true friend of A and G would love a new hoodie, some new boxers, fresh new A and G mask. You have a friend with Christmas. a butt the size of a horse. <laughs> well, maybe they you do should get some of them. They run a tad large. Yes, they do. On the other hand, my own daughter, my own beloved 21-year-old daughter, tried on the sports bra yesterday and pronounced it very comfortable. She said, perfect for lounging around on a Sunday afternoon. Okay, I'm holding up the Armstrong and Getty Extra Large Boxer Briefs. Oh, the, my God. That's novelty yeah. size. Those are the, the, yeah. Yeah. They're, Boy, if you're they're caught in, out in a snowstorm, you could sleep under those things. They're enormous. Stranded on an island, you got a sail. <laughs> no, no, Run no. a tad large. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those are huge. <laughs> 
if you can get a wildebeest to stand still, you can put those things Man, on its hind end. You better have a beeping sound when you back up if you wear these. <laughs> Again, they run a little large. They're at armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> it helps us keep everybody uh, on the staff employed. We don't. We didn't get any damn government money. And the quality control on our Chinese manufacturing, the sizes are very... Hey, you're not helping. You are not helping. I love this. Uh, do we have more on Nancy or, or no? That's is it. that it? Is that the? Uh, I okay. think there'll be more throughout the day as I understand what oh, the hell is good. going on. Good, good, good. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I just keep coming across stuff I got to share with you. So a bunch of families are suing the state of Cal Unicornia, and there are other suits going on around the country for keeping the schools closed. Our kids aren't getting educated. This isn't working. It's terrible. We, you have a responsibility. Uh, to to follow through with education, educating the kids is the long and short of the, the suit. Um, and their case is quite compelling because especially poor kids, and they have to focus on kids of color because that gets better headlines. But in essence, it's just poor kids are really, really getting screwed because they don't have the resources to craft workarounds for their schools being closed. But so the spokes hole... Uh, uh, the State Board of Education, Department of Education Superintendent Tony Thurmond, one of the uh, defendants in the California lawsuit, said, Throughout the pandemic, this administration has taken important actions to protect student learning while also taking necessary steps to protect public health. There is no question that this pandemic has disproportionately impacted those who have been made vulnerable by historic and systemic inequities. Oh, that's what it is. So that's what uh, the problem is. Yeah, it's, it's historic and if systemic inequity. a place to point your anger, it's to slavery. So here, here's the part I love. Since the spring, we've secured hundreds of thousands of computing devices for students, pressured Internet service providers to expand access, bolstered mental health and counseling resources. Boy, not enough for those two kids who committed suicide within, you know, 20 miles of the radio ranch in recent days. Uh, made it easier for schools to provide meals and published guidance and dozens of training opportunities for educators to strengthen distance learning for our highest need students, he said. Well, as I pointed out, it's like, you know, nailing shut all your doors and windows of your house while you're at work. And you're saying, wait a minute, there's no justification for that. And then old Tony Thurman would respond, well, we've furnished you a cot and we've furnished you a camp stove. And here's here's a blanket to sleep under. No, no. Why is my house closed? Well, here's a comic book to flip through and the rest of it. He is so full of crap. Hey, Tony, when you were in high school, you were in college studying hard and listening to your counselor. Did you mention to your counselor that what I'd really like to do is is lick the boots of the politically connected, the powerful and the wealthy at the expense of America's children, especially America's uh, uh, poor children? You know what, Tony, if you figure out you can't taste, it's not the COVID. It's that your tongue is so thick with the dust off the boots of those you Whoa. lick for them. Wow. You can't taste anymore. That's unbelievable. Well, we've secured hundreds of thousands of devices, and we've provided training. It's not working. The kids are miserable. They're committing suicide, and they're way behind. They're not learning. Do we have Stuart Varney? We never heard the whole clip. This is Stuart Varney of, uh, what, what is he? He's one of your Fox. finance places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox Business and on Fox the, News. On the whole school thing. Remote learning, the virtual classroom, it's a failure. And that's another reason to open the schools now. 
It's hard to get your arms around the extent of this failure. From all over the country, there are reports of cratering grades and, frankly, disappearing students, youngsters who just don't show up on the computer. In school systems where classrooms are closed, enrollment is declining. Online is just not working. It's the quality of education that's most troubling. How do you expect stressed out parents to operate the often inadequate virtual classes? And the truth is, virtual education is a very poor substitute, no matter how many resources you throw at it. Where's the socialization that youngsters need? You don't get that from staring at a screen. And let's not forget, there are millions of families which simply do not have full access to the internet. This is an educational disaster, all the way from pre-K to college. It's a disaster for public education. Those who can, leave. It's a public relations nightmare for the teachers' union. They seem to have abandoned the children. Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of arguments for reopening the schools, but the most important is surely that virtual learning just isn't working. We've provided uh, guidance and dozens of training opportunities. One thing I uh, am happy to, 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 to boast about, I hadn't heard anybody before us way back in, like, May saying, has anybody noticed this sucks? Does anybody notice this isn't working at all? Every single kid and parent I talk to say it's a disaster. Why is and everybody they're miserable? Why is everybody acting like this is an option? And it continues. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Eric Garcetti may seem like a garden-variety elected official, oily, incompetent, not yet 50 years old, but that's an illusion. In fact, Eric Garcetti is omnipotent. My message couldn't be simpler. It's time to hunker down. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, don't do it. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Don't host a gathering. Don't attend a gathering. It's time to cancel Everything commands Lord Garcetti. And when he says everything, he means everything. Up to and including your most sacred holiday, time with your family, the illusion of free will itself. You were a citizen, now you are a supplicant. And all it took was a single sentence from Eric Michael Garcetti. A pandemic like this confers such powers. And a mayor of Los Angeles there speaking, Tucker mocking him. That is a heck of a thing for an elected official to say. It's time to cancel everything. <laughs> Can you be a little more targeted? And uh, and as I've been saying all along, at least attempt to have some compassion. Well, and the idea that they, he must pronounce how we will be kept safe is just so incredibly insulting and condescending, which is my usual problem with the left. How about say, look, it's super contagious, everybody. It's going around like crazy. You don't want to get sick. A good friend of mine had it for six weeks and still isn't right. So, hey, let's mask up. Let's be safe. No, we are closing this. We are closing that. We are closing everything. Travel ban, which doesn't really exist. It's a suggestion. And never Say a, it's a suggestion. Never a hint of empathy from any of these people about, you know, uh, Christmas is every kid's favorite day of the year. And it's right. going to be devastating to not get to do our usual stuff. Get together with family. Not even right. a hint of that. Just the here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. 
Well, it hasn't occurred to them because they'll be taking a private jet to Cabo to convene with their families. That's true. And enjoy takeout from the French Laundry. (laughs) A story we have for you at Armstrong and Getty Show. I just watched this. High school player goes berserk and tackles ref and is hauled off by the police. I just saw that up on the TV. Brutality. Yeah. Texas football. Yikes. Here's my uh, dumbest clickbait story. I was going to say, here's a story that's not at (laughs) armstrongandgetty.com. Here's the dumbest clickbait story I've come across in quite a while. New York Post is really good at the clickbaity stories. Sort of person that would click on, model claims sunbathing vagina daily boosted libido. And then there's a picture of her in her bikini with her phone. So the assumption is if you click on the story, you're going to get to see the hot model sunbathing her vagina. You oh. have to be such a stupid brute oh, to fall boy. for that. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm a brute, but I'm not stupid. God dang it. I, she's not going to show it to me. And even the if New she York does, Post does not have pictures of the V. And even if she does, I'm, I hate to be the one to break this to you, but that sort of thing is available on the Internet whenever you want it. Yeah. So yeah. while you're scrolling through the news, you don't really need to spend your time on that. Not really. No. No. Good Lord. So you can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. A little bonus mailbag here. Uh, a couple of great comments. And Jack, uh, you know, fire away whatever you think. But uh, got this nice note from Roger who listens every day on KABC in Los Angeles. Yes. He really enjoys it. Thank you, Roger. We appreciate it, brother. My one gripe is that you guys talk about Joe Biden as if it's a done deal and he's going to be president. With very serious accusations, testimonies, and evidence of illegal activities, et cetera, et cetera, it's far from a done deal that Biden will be inaugurated in January. Uh, Roger, it's a done deal. It is a done deal. And here's why I say that. Because you're in the tank for Biden. What? (laughs) Just like Tucker Carlson and the Attorney General and all of these other politicians that have staked their entire careers on boosting Trump and say... No, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a legit election. Right. Listen, Roger, here's my point. There is. Oh, you know what? David wrote us a great note, and I'm going to read that first to you because it helps make my point. Uh, guys, a lot is made of the term widespread fraud. The mainstream media is immediately uh, denouncing this term, saying there's no evidence of widespread fraud. I pose the question. If there is a fraudulent vote in every voting uh, district across America, isn't that widespread voter fraud? It won't affect the election, but you can't say there's no widespread voter fraud. No, no, it bothers me when I hear people say that. Yeah, exactly. So, David, it's an excellent point, and that goes to Roger's point. Roger, it's the wrong question, because trust me, please trust me. If I believed that I spend hours looking into this stuff, if I believed that there was actually a chance of overturning the election, I would tell you that. But I don't. It's not even close. But, but, especially with this new gigantic scale mail-in voting, there is enormous potential for fraud. There's already been a fair amount of fraud. They're working as hard as they can in Georgia right now to perpetrate more fraud, registering out-of-state people and dead people. Don't hang your hat on Trump actually won because he didn't. And I believe that with my heart. Hang your hat on. We have to root out all the vulnerabilities for voter fraud going forward. That's the question. That's the ball to keep your eye on, in my opinion. A lot of your bigger conspiracies, and there have been uh, many through the years that have thought this about, if what you believe is true, well, then... Everything is so phony, there's no point in even caring. I mean, it's I mean, if if the attorney general 
And Tucker Carlson and Fox News and all those Georgia Republicans, if they're all in on it along with everybody else, then there's just no point in him paying any attention. I mean, the whole thing is phony. Yeah, I see your point. There's Except not finally not, starting to get it. There's not enough left to save to fight for. If Tucker all of Carlson, those people are in on it. You know what's interesting? I, I listened to a podcast where uh, uh, da, 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 I can picture him, but his name is flitted out of my mind. A super giant podcast. Not Ben Shapiro. Eh, Joe Rogan. Uh, he was talking to Alex Jones. And, and I wasn't sure. This was a while back. Um, I wasn't sure how seriously to take what Alex Jones was talking about. But if you, <laughs> I have a guess. <laughs> well, no, 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 because he was. This was the off-stage okay. trying to be sincere, Alex. Jones. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard that, Alex Jones. Uh, well, right, and he was saying, "Look, I, I would report on all the inconsistencies, all the weird stuff, like about the Sandy Hook school shooting." Um, and he said, you know, and I'd report that and, and, and talk about it. And then I finally decided, no, it actually happened. School shootings are a tragedy. Sandy Hook happened. Those little kids were killed. It's an absolute tragedy. He said, when I started to say that, I had mentally ill listeners show up at my office saying, I'm here to kill you because I know you're secretly, and he used a name I don't know, and I know you're part of the Pizzagate thing now. They've bought you. You've gone to the dark side. And Alex Jones is saying, I had no idea what a huge component mental illness plays in all that, all this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. And it That's was really, interesting. Yeah, it was. It, it, he didn't say it in so many words, but he said, look, I, I didn't understand I had that much influence, and I unleashed something horrifying that I regret but terribly. But he's still doing it, though, isn't he? Uh, he's soft. He makes, he's more careful. He makes like $60 million a year. Nobody's certain, but it's a lot. Yeah, he's a lot more careful than he used to be. But uh, So, yeah, the, the whole great grand uh, efficiency uh, uh, conspiracy thing that trust me i've been part of plenty of big organizations the one thing they aren't is efficient and secretive um there's a lot of mental illness going around right. and it well, appeals to paranoid schizophrenics well part of my point is yeah with a lot of these big conspiracies if the government and the media and uh, you know if and, and every politician in the country is in on school shootings for instance the country's the, the doesn't never existed that you're that you're concerned about yeah, I mean, it's, which is not to say turn a blind eye to the fact that the powerful obviously are pulling levers in their own favor, because they are. But Tucker Carlson and Bill Barr and the Republican governor of Georgia and the secretary say and Rich those, Lowry of National Review and Rich Lowry, they haven't all gone over to become Nancy uh, Pelosi's imps. It's not happening. So anyway. Realism. That's that's kind of where we don't want to pander to you to make more money. I couldn't sleep at night if I did that. Not that we're some sort of, you know, paragons of, of, I don't know, saintliness or something. I just don't like lying to people. I won't do it for a living. I'd rather drive a truck. Just looking up at the TV, Biden promises the most diverse cabinet in U.S. history. What percentage of people get really excited about that? And is it just because I'm a white male that I don't? I think that the reason I don't is I just want the most effective cabinet in American history. And I now, don't care if it's I honest to God do not care if it's all black women. I it wouldn't matter to me at no. all. If Joe Biden were to say, I'm going to introduce the most capable cabinet since Lincoln's, I'd think, Wow, okay, who are these people? But the most diverse? I mean What does I, that I, get us? That is you know, we were talking earlier about uh, China's uh only goal 
their entire country, their entire government, their only goal is to overtake the United States and make the rest of the world live the way they want them to. They're not worried about crap like this. No. They're no. trying to come up with the most efficient way to take over the world. Well, and listen, if you are a black woman and you're appointed secretary of defense and everybody's saying, well, Biden needed a black woman. I mean, that's profoundly insulting to you. But, you know, that's the difference between equality of opportunity and equality of outcome. Uh, I don't care if there's never another white male president again. It wouldn't make any difference to me whatsoever. I don't have the least concern about that. No, no, just capable. That's all I want. Oh, well, we're out of step. Um, I got this list of words that may go extinct, but it's not as fun as I thought it would be because I didn't know any of these words still existed. These words that are very close of just disappearing from the dictionary altogether because not enough people use them anymore. I don't think you've probably heard any of these words. Huh. The only one I may know is hoople, which is that toy hoop that you used to play with with a stick. Like in the nineteen, the year nineteen hundred. Yeah, I want to hear the what? rest of this list. This this was a toy. Have you ever seen that? It's like I've only seen it in books. I don't know if I've ever even Old seen hoop and stick. It was a you know, big hoop, and you kind of push it along with a stick. That's what kids did for what, fun. What could be more fun? Well, you had nothing else to do. Why didn't you play uh, Zelda? Other than the hope you, <laughs> other than hope you didn't get uh, scratched by a rusty nail, you had nothing <laughs> else fun to do. <laughs> right, exactly. So we have that. We have a little more bonus mailbag. We're going to finish strong. I don't know. You're coming off a little footy to me. We're gonna, pardon? Most people think you're Sanzi, but I think you're footy. Oh, he's using the he's using the dead languages. Those are the words that it might disappear from the Sanzi. English language. Yeah. Some people think you're Sanzi. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So there are 10 words that might be extinct this year going out of the dictionary. Mention Sanzi, which is cute and charming. Well, Hans Bodkin Sanzi is going. The word Sanzi is Sanzi. It is cute and charming, yeah. Aren't you Sanzi? Uh, footy, which is foolish. You're a little footy. Uh, the taken. Why haven't they taken this out of the dictionary yet? Escalin. That's twelve and a half cents. What? What? Apparently, that was a denomination that mattered to people. Escalin, half a quarter. I give you two Escalin for that. <laughs> wow. Uh, Stenner, a food storage tub that should hang around. That's so it's half a quarter, work. right? So yeah. an Escalin yeah. was half a quarter. Okay, yeah. yeah, an eighth of a dollar. Uh, yes, dumb words that should go away. Dumb. A cascaron, a decorative confetti-filled eggshell that just went out of popularity. Confetti-filled eggshells just aren't that fun anymore. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Confetti-filled eggshell. I mean, we, we have Netflix. We have Snapchat filters now. Exactly. What are we going to do with a confetti egg? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, continuing on with a little bonus mailbag, I absolutely love this. It's uh, just Justin the Cal Unicornian was in Boise on business this week. beautiful Boise, Idaho. And he says, I've loved the fact that I've eaten indoors at different restaurants every night. However, the woke walkers are clearly on the march as the youth, uh, one youth took offense to my Merry Christmas wishes and the homeless are camped below social justice warrior slogans along the city streets. It really hit me when I said thank you, sir, to a bearded store clerk named Shay with a they them button on their chest. 
as their show of enlightenment. And then he says, in his view, Boise is Austin, Texas, 10 years ago. Which got me thinking, there probably ought to be a measure of, and there are times I'd like to be able to swear on the air, Jack. Now, I'm a polite man, a Christian man, but... um. Bull-ass, I'd like to be able to say bull-ass because that's a perfect word for what it means. What, what am I going to say? You're an obfuscator or a misleader with your word. No, bull-ass is such a perfect word. And I'd like to be able to say the F word right now because there needs to be a scale of how califudged your city is. Oh, right. You are at, I don't know whether it's A through F or probably a scale of 1 to 10 of how califudged you are. As Californians move in, the first thing you notice is, wait a second, that house next door went for three hundred seventy-five grand. It's like three hundred last time it sold last year. And then you notice more Priuses with Bernie stickers. Then all of a sudden, people are showing up at the city council meeting and saying, you can't move aggressive, drunken bums away from elementary schools. And before you know it, you've got a $70 billion light rail system to nowhere. Should we really have a Christmas parade? I mean, what about the Muslims? You know, right. that sort of thing. Yeah, and then you know you're truly califudged. So I am strongly encouraged, encouraging, uh, in favor of uh, roadblocks, uh, enforced borders, you know, walls. Build a wall and make California pay for it if you don't want your town ruined. Don't let especially liberal Californians in. Now, if somebody, if you want to have some sort of exam or poll test or blood test or something. A blood test. <laughs> where, where somebody says, listen, yeah, I'm moving to Boise because I can't stand progressive California anymore. Red, white, and blue, American flag, manly men and beautiful women, the rest of it, the Constitution, yay! Let those people in. But the others, you got to treat them like Trump treated the the people who f wanted fake asylum. Say, all right, you got to wait in your state until we approve you. Trust me, you want to do this, or you'll be califudged yourself. Good music. Final thought. Oh, speaking of good music, with Angie. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. What is it, 1974? And bread is rocking the charts? Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control rooms. He's like a human octopus in there, keeping us on the air. Michael, final thought. You know, I had a wedding that was outdoors. I had no problems. We spaced out. We had a good time. Outdoor dining should be open. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that they're banning outdoor dining, especially after restaurants spent so much time and effort to make it safe. It's crazy. Fight the power. Fight the power. Positive Sean's our producer. Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, my tweet of the day that uh, was tweeted by somebody by the name of Premium Pete. Solid handle. I give it that the thumbs up. When you, <laughs> when you catch yourself thinking the grass is greener elsewhere, challenge yourself to water the grass you're standing on. Hey. Oh. Ooh. Jack, you're the co-host. Do you have a final thought? I have a TV viewing recommendation that you might have missed the first time around. I kind of did, but my wife and I have gotten into it. It's a great show to watch uh, uh, as a couple. 
New Girl. If you never got into New Girl, that show is freaking hilarious. Mm. And it's got all the charm and, uh, you know, romance and stuff. It's so much like Friends. I think it just hit at the wrong time. If it had been a Netflix series when right. it landed, it would have been enormous. Zoe Deschanel is a delight. Well, all I the other fell people madly there, in love with her when she was an elf. But it's the <laughs> ensemble cast that's so much like Friends. The yep. whole thing is great. And if you haven't got into that, there's six seasons worth. You can start watching this weekend. My final thought is uh, less intellectual. Definitely, Jimmy Fallon was making fun of vanilla ice cream, a joke we played earlier. I've spent the entire show thinking about vanilla ice mm. cream and how delicious it is, and I can't wait to have a big old scoop of it next to some warm apple pie. Okay, but this is a big deal in my household. I'm ordered to only get vanilla, not French vanilla, not vanilla bean. What? Do you have a particular that you like better than the others? Uh, I can't I... tell the difference, but I guess if you can tell the difference, there's a big difference. Well, the beanier, the better for me. Yeah, you like vanilla bean? bean? Oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But not French vanilla. I understand it. Kids, it's probably a little strong. Gotcha. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Oh, we've tried so hard to bring you every flavor of information. Uh, so many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Some great swag. You can still get it in time for Christmas. A&G gear. The jogging bra is very comfortable, according to my daughter. <laughs> we will see you on Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.